Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Anne Morgan, and this is the Stratford to Singapore podcast. And we're one year on from the last time the three ladies uh, uh, who are here today sat on this sofa. So I'm going to introduce them. We've got Alka Chandramani. Would you like to say a little bit about yourself? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little bit. Yeah, no, well, um, let's see. I've been in Singapore for 16 years, uh, part of the what we call the American Association Dream Team. Uh, always lovely to be with these lovely ladies, Melinda and uh, Anne. Uh, but yeah, what else should I say, Anne? That's enough, I think. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's, that's, that's put it very nicely. Yes. And, and Melinda? Uh, yes, I've been here about eight years. It's lovely to be here with you ladies again. I'm also part of the dream team or the old dream team, the yeah. ex-dream team. Uh, I'm a journalist and I have two children, ages nine and 11. And I've been in Singapore, did I say this, eight years? Eight see, years. See, your brain starts to go. That's what happens. Yeah. yeah. And we've all referenced, you know, so the American Association, we work together. Uh, it was a dream team, but it's it's something that we've done and we've moved on to other things. Yes. And that's really what I want to talk about this afternoon. The fact that especially in our lives, nothing seems to last very long. Uh, everything is moving at a pace all the time and things that you are doing one week you may not be doing the next week and I think today's podcast I'm going to call it keep up and keep at it. Alka how do you keep up? Well um, you know it's a very interesting time for me because uh, having been really busy with young children when I first started in the American Association when I came here what 10 years ago they were still quite young and um, so I think that was a perfect balance for me because I was there half the time and a lot of it was a part time job and uh, a lot of time I spent with them. And now one is going to be 23 next year and the other one's uh, also ready to go to university. It's like suddenly I feel that, wow, where's the time gone? So you kind of have to uh, pick up the pace and see what you want to do next. So when I say keep up and um, you know, that's really what I'm doing, is trying to keep up with what I want to do. And they always reinforce that as well. The the children and my husband telling me, you know, just got to focus on what you want to do now. And that's exactly what I'm doing. I think that's exciting, but it's also kind of overwhelming. Yes. Because who are you? I, I, you know, people always say, well, what am I, what am I going to be when I go to college? But then you get out of college and then you're like, well, what am I going to be now? And then, you know, you have a midlife crisis. And I think that that crisis of identity follows you throughout your life Absolutely. and the cool thing is that you can reinvent yourself that's the gift I think so when you're saying keep up and keep at it well keep at finding who you are well I was reading um, a really interesting article in the, uh, during the week about the fact that this century we have added a huge amount onto people's lifespan you know, people are routinely living now to be a hundred years old yes but we're still living as if, as if it were last century, that people have to do their degree when they're 20, you know, when they're 18, they go to university and then they, they, they get into a career and that's their pathway. And there's not enough flex and flow within life because people are going to be zigzagging in and out of the workforce. They're going to have to retrain and re and pivot and reinvent as you were saying Melinda as you are doing yeah. as we're all doing and and I don't think um I think people get too worried about milestones at certain times in mm -hmm. their lives when in fact you know I think we're 
really good examples. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I, you know, we did a recording a year ago. I, we, you know, I'm a year older now. Happy, I mean, birthday. Happy birthday! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, I'm hit, you know, I'm hitting a, a, a point where I'm actually doing something brand brand new, and and I do feel a little bit. Oh my goodness, that, is that appropriate at my age? You know, starting again on two or three new projects, but. Once you let the embarrassment go on, or, or you stop thinking about yourself as, as how are the, you know, as oh, are other people judging me for this or looking at me in that way? Because frankly, they're not because they're too busy living their own lives and I actually, to be worrying about what you're doing. I actually think people would judge you positively. Like, look at her. Good for her. She's reinventing herself. She's coming up with something else. I want to be like that too. So, you know, my personal goal is to learn something new every year. Some years it's nothing too fancy. I learned fondant last mm. night. But, I mean, I think that if you learn something new, it keeps you young. And I think, if anything, people would judge you as, good for her. I'm good. She's inspiring me. Nothing more than that. Right. Right. Yeah. And people are incredibly generous on the whole. And and that's another thing that I, I have discovered. Definitely. People are more for you than against you. Mm. In 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 most true uh, friends root for you absolutely, yeah. but it's not even just you. Tr you would expect that from friendship, but it's actually most people are relatively positive in in uh, supporting you. If, if you say you're going, you know, you want to do something, it's surprising how many people will come into your corner and uh, and and root for you. Well, something I believe is people want to help you. So when you say yes. help me. People, it's a natural instinct to help somebody else. I think everybody wants to help somebody, whether they're a child or whether there's somebody our age. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, no, it's true. And I also think that sometimes we can become almost our bis biggest critic. Yes. Uh, because a lot of times, even before things happen, we'll always be like, what if and what if and what if? So, and I was just telling another friend of mine the other day that we can't just keep focusing on what if. Mm -hmm. You kind of have to, uh, you know, it's almost enjoy the magic of what is mm -hmm. because if you don't take the time to enjoy the magic of what is and you just keep focusing on what if time is limited right live in the moment yeah right and also don't be self-defeating what yeah. you're talking about is somebody who's self-defeating saying oh i can't do that but actually you probably can if you just set your mind to it yeah. both of you anything you've ever said uh, we were just saying this before we walked in here every time i talk to ann i'm like what are you doing now she has so many projects i I, I can't keep up, and it's it's so admirable, and I know you well, and I'm always kind of just oh, thank you. flabbergasted and, and, by what all you're doing. Melinda, it's only a, a, a small smidgen uh, uh, with what you're doing and with, mm. with what Alka's doing, but I think for me this year, it, and, and, and your point about enjoy what is yeah. as well, and I have, you know, I think doing, you know, starting the podcasting and then writing a, a little ebook and um, now um, facilitating workshops, it, they've been quite testing in different ways. And there's been moments where I've just felt that it's a little bit scattered and I've started these things and it's quite lonely sometimes because. I'm not part of, I love being part of the American mm. Association team. I, I mean, I just dock onto a mothership, like a little barnacle, actually, <laughs> yeah. just hang off the side. I'm going to call you barnacle from now on. I yeah. know. And that's really where I would like to be. And I think it it's quite hard when you have to go out and freelance and do things 
un either it's not that you're unsupported um it's just that you it, being in the workforce is actually a really wonderful mm -hmm. thing and it's an under everyone's saying oh you know be an entrepreneur actually if you've got a, a job that isn't too taxing and you've got a really nice team of people around you my goodness hold on to it I say yeah, it's easier it is um, but maybe not quite as self-fulfilling as when you finally make it to where you want to in the new project that you're doing and I think you know all of us have been through different things so like you are at a point where you're about to be an empty nester and I remember having the rug ripped out from under me when my yeah. career kind of left me more than I left it and I mean for you you've kind of changed your direction several hmm. times right or or not several times, but you've changed your direction into what you thought you were going to do and what you are, which is amazing to me that we have all have these kind of um, new paths. And I think anybody listening has had that, whether it's you're planning a family and you don't have one or you weren't planning a family, you mm. suddenly have one. Whatever it is in life that comes your way, things can change. And yeah. if you can if you can follow that direction and enjoy the ride along the way and not always think about what yes. you're, where you haven't gotten to yet. Exactly. Because really you miss out on what's happening. Yeah. And you I really, uh, this year has been very interesting. And I'm sure you all resonate as well. You kind of have good friends that, you know, suddenly just, you know, it's like you, they were here one minute and the next thing you know, they as are gone. Expat. Yes, they all move. Uh, mm -hmm. They move not only physically uh, uh, away from the place, but they also move because of illness or sudden, you know, demise or whatever. Or yeah. something else is going on, right? You know? Something and in their life is keeping and, them busy. And you kind of, it, it almost kind of like, it's like what you said, you, you pull the rug, you know, it's under your feet. And it, exactly that. You kind of think, we almost feel like, you know, I hate to say that, but the connotation of, you know, we're going to be here forever. Mm -hmm. You never think that, you know, it, you don't know how long. It's right. almost like all of us have an expiry date, no? Yes. Yes, we do. It's the only thing we have in common, really. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, and hopefully it's a long time from now. Yeah. 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 We'll still yes. be doing this in 60 years. Um, but yeah, I hear. I mean, I think part of being the expat world is that people leave often and that you and in some ways that's great because I have made new friends and and I've made friends in a different way. I've known people for a long time. I didn't get close to them because my other dearer friends left and then I ended up meeting people. That's in some ways a gift if you look at it that way. But it takes, you know, it takes a little readjusting. And like we all used to work together and laugh all day. Mm. We don't see each other as often, but we're still friends. So if you can still hang on to those friendships, and I think things like the internet and, you know, FaceTime and all that stuff can really keep you in touch with people. Although people fall, fall out because that's what happens. Life gets busy. But if people truly dear to you stay close to you and it gives you room to make more friends. Absolutely. I mean, I, I totally resonate. If you're people who are close to you, you don't have to pick up the phone and talk to them every mm. day. No. But you know that yeah. they'll Something always happens, be you're there. Yeah. yeah. They they'll always be there. You just need to pick up the phone or even text, you know? Yeah. Uh and that's really important. Yes, it, it is. It, it, I mean, the, the two things are important. Um I, I've had a few wake-up calls on yes. friendship this year and and uh, there was a very big um changing of the guard for me mm -hmm. in the summer when a lot of people I knew left to go to to Europe I mean this uh, this year has been a, a lot of uh, change in uh, in terms of people and that is the very much the uh, expat experience and when we were here last year we had Jen Wood with us mm -hmm. and yes. she, she left to go to the States in in February and 
and there was just a floodgate of people um, flowing in and yeah. out after that. But your points are very uh, relevant in that you don't necessarily have to be um, in constant contact with people, but it is important that you remain in contact. contact. And I've not always been great at that. I hold my hands up and I think I've I learned... I think a lot of people are not. Yes, it's yeah. not a... Yeah, it's, I think it's, so. it's not easy. Mm-mm. And... Um, I was um, having a look this year, um, doing a bit of research uh, during the year about a couple of things, and we were talking about uh, Dunbar's number, mm. which is the that human beings can uh, keep about 150 people in their network, and after that, it's too difficult to mm. have an intimate that's already quite relationship. A lot. That's a lot, yeah. It is a lot, and that's why a lot of medieval villages were about 150 people, and that because that was the outer edge of where you would be collectively socially responsible for each other. And now, of course, new you, well, don't we? Thank <laughs> 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 yeah. you. This education. Um, and I think th- it is a it's a high number, but sometimes it can feel very much like you're trying to build relationships across a very yes. broad base, especially with social media. And actually, if, you need to concentrate on a on a smaller, more core number. As I get older, I am much more picky about who my friends are. Absolutely, I just don't have the time or the bandwidth, or um, the the concern to keep up with people who I unless they're very good friends of mine. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, and talking, getting back to you and this podcasting thing, today's your birthday and you have something that you want to do on your birthday that excites you, which is, you know, my birthday is next week and I'm like, what am I going to do? I guess I'll go get my nails. Done. I mean, that's for you to have something to do that you're excited about. That's a gift. And and other people mm-hmm. should look to that and, and let it inspire them that perhaps they need to find something that they want to do on their birthday that they're as equally as excited about. Oh, that's, that's yeah. it's true, though. No, it's yeah. true. Whether it's painting or writing yeah. or tap dancing or taking Just a balloon do. ride. Exactly. Have something that's passionate in your life. And you have this now, and, and, and it lights you up. And I love that you have that. Yeah, and, and uh, thank you. And over the past years, it's because of people like you guys who, you know, you've given up your time this afternoon to come in and uh, and be part of it. And and I think the lovely, lovely thing about podcasting is is that, um, it is people who have got the generosity to come and sit in, in and talk to you, um, you know, take the time out and have a long form conversation. Uh, and it, of course, it can be done at a distance. For me, the passion has always been, I love the face to face element for me m- means a lot. And, um, and having those conversations across different groups has been a, a real joy. You know, uh, we've just done a, a writer's series that's been mm. where people have actually, you know, read, um, you know, read their pieces, and uh, and and that that has been a, a great joy as well because it is so different. Everybody's got a great story within them, whether they're talking in a conversation or reading what they've written. It, it's amazing the. Uh, the dynamism of people and everybody has a story yeah there used to be a segment on television in the u.s that my friend did where he would take a dart and throw it at the map and he would fly to that city and then he would open up the phone book and he would blindly pick somebody and he would go to their house and do a story and he was an incredibly gifted storyteller so that helped um but everybody has a story absolutely we all have a story to tell yeah Uh, and i think one of the, the keys to making friends and to connecting to people is looking for their story you know i'm a nosy journalist so i'm always asking people my kids are like stop asking people things mom but but for me it's i I find people really interesting so the fact that you guys 
have changes in life and hobbies and stuff to me is that's what makes you who you are and that's why I find you interesting yeah and I think as well um Alka made a point earlier on about this 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 point about what makes us interesting and uh, and, and and doing things actually you never arrive and so it, it doesn't matter what you're doing it doesn't have to be a, a, you know a a, a a white knuckle project doesn't have to be even something like podcasting it can be a very simple thing like I have a friend who 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 does cross uh, cross stitch for for new babies and I just think that it's just one of yeah. the most beautiful it's things yeah. it's a lovely lovely and she's a very busy exec as well you know I mean she, she's got a senior position at Microsoft but she every time somebody's having a baby that she knows she cross stitches something for them and and I just think it's it's not a destination it's not that you you're going to suddenly arrive at Nirvana or whatever you you just have to do you have to enjoy what you're doing um and and just give yourself sufficient um permission to do whatever what you want to do but also just to just sit and enjoy life mm -hmm. uh, as much as you can so my son and I he's 9 we were having this conversation mm. this morning about looking for your blessings and to make a make a gratitude list because you know he and I was like so what are you grateful for and he was grateful for things that haven't happened in mm. 4 years I'm like no no let's talk about today what are we grateful for today um because I think it's a it's a thing that we have to all practice and it's something that if you start young enough or old enough um that it can really change the way you look no, at the world. Yeah. And right now I get up every morning and read this awful news that's, you know, that's the first thing I do is I read all the newspapers. And I'm changing that. And mm. the first thing I'm doing now is thinking in my head, what am I grateful for today? Mm. Give me three things that I'm happy for today. Not not in general, not, you know, not just, just my family or just my friends, mm. but things that I can literally say today I'm grateful because I got a doctor's appointment that was supposed to be in three months and we got it today. You know, mm. so to me, things like that, very important. Little things. And if you can learn that as an adult or as a child, I think it's a gift that will carry you far in life. Yes, I think that's that's very good advice. Absolutely. Oh, there is. I mean, I, I, I totally uh, understand that because if you look around, there's so much negativity, mm -hmm. um, you know, depression, uh, especially among the young people as well as going tremendously high. Mm -hmm. uh, it probably is because of all these social pressures, the things about keeping up, uh, you know, what if I don't have it and how do I do it? And a lot of people don't voice it out, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and it's all, you know, sort of bottled up inside. And uh, everyone's looking for an avenue. And then there's because of that, I just feel like, you know, it's there's more negativity than there should be. But I think one of the gifts of getting older, so I'm not too happy about getting older. Lots of yeah. <laughs> things on me are sore and I can't see as well. And also, but one of the gifts is that. I realize that I, I'm not really competing with anybody but myself. Yes. And it doesn't really matter if I'm not doing what I was supposed to do or what I think I'm supposed to do. It As long as I'm kind of enjoying the ride. And that we all, and the, uh, learning to accept everybody else as a ride. And that has been like just very freeing in some ways. To be like, yeah, who cares? You know, yeah. life is life, right? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's yeah. The, there's the blessing, the wisdom that comes with age. There really is a wisdom that comes with and age. And I totally understand because with age, you also become selective, like you said, mm -hmm. about who you want to hang with right. or who you want to talk to because you want to be surrounding yourself with, you know, people that really make, you know, for you, mm -hmm. it's close to your heart, right? Yeah. Uh, you don't have time for that anymore because we're all busy people and what's right? that number dunbar number that uh, 150 i yeah. really i don't know if i could ever reach 150 
But I mean, <laughs> but still, you know, you can only have so many people close to you that you care yes, about, right? Exactly. And then, then you invest more time with those people. Yeah, versus because having four hundred exactly. friends and seeing only a few of them. Because you know they have your back, mm-hmm. right? And that's really important, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to feel like somebody understands you. You know, if you're married and you understand each other, that's great. But you still need people outside your world, outside that marriage, outside whatever, you know, your immediate relationships Absolutely. are. Absolutely. Who get you. Oh, yeah. it's lovely when people get you. And you don't have to make a huge effort. No, you just you think, don't. oh my goodness. I mean, can you just imagine if you had, I mean, people like that who can just listen to your voice and know yeah. how you're feeling? Yeah. That those are people that really know you, right? <laughs> I used to have a, a college roommate, and I used to call her, and I'd be like, is there, is there? and her husband's like, oh, Melinda's upset because he knew. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the husband knew too because yeah. she was my person that I called, right? So, like, I think you know that there are people in life who we just who, need who one of those. You need not, those people, yes, right? You no, know, I mean, I just you know, it doesn't have to be many. No, you just need a, you know, just need some, you know. But I yeah. do think what's hard too is like. When your bestie leaves, when your bestie or you don't have a bestie, like I see it with my children and I see it even with myself. Like when your bestie leaves, you may still have close friends, but you don't have that person that you call with every little thing. Yes. And I think that's a hard transition. And I think it happens to a lot of expats in particular. Your bestie moves to another assignment and then you're like, oh, well, I've still got great friends, but I don't have that person that I call when you know the toast broke. I mean, because there is a limited amount of people that you will actually open up your whole heart and soul to. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And a lot of people don't want to hear about your toaster breaking. No, you know? they don't. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe your bestie doesn't either, but um, <laughs> but she pretends to. Yes. Yeah. And that's why, as well, I think we uh, we do have you know those special people who are intimates for a long time. That that's in a different league. But I think there is a bit of onus on us all to try and reach out to to people that we have just met mm-hmm. and make a human connection mm-hmm. because that might be the only human connection that some people have. Will have. And, and it can happen to right. all of us, by the way, because uh, t- f- to Melinda's point, uh, um, and it, it, you know, just you don't have to be an expat for this to happen mm-hmm. to. If somebody, if you lose somebody, either through through yes. death or through uh, through um, illness, illness, anything, anything or, or 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 through people moving physically. Then there is that whole thing of is anyone going to take me into into their hearts yeah. again? You know, I, I, do I have to start again? And the honest answer is yes, and yes, yes. Someone absolutely will take your, you know, will will, will get you again. You'll you'll be, you know, you'll make that that connection again. But you do have to start again. You have to go out there, and people, and and one of the really good things about expat life is there is an expectation that you will create new relationships Mm -hmm. which can be quite difficult if you're not moving around so in other words if you live in a very um fixed uh environment where people don't tend to Mm -hmm. move then you don't get the same experience of renewing your Mm -hmm. friendship base and perhaps either enlarging it or or getting the um you know or, or, or or getting um some variety into it you well, just don't get it's your that. topic right keep up and keep at it so part of that is keep making friends keep going out mm. make yourself look there are days that i'm like i just want to sit on the couch and yes. do nothing and i do that too often because really honestly if you get out and go do something and you put yourself out there 
even if you talk to one person, that one person is a human connection, and we all need human connections. We do. We are social I beings. Mean, right? Even if you're not a social being, and you're, yeah. you're well, we're also hu- yes. social beings. But if you're a shyer person, you still need a you still need somebody, somebody. to talk to. You still even if it's like you know the cashier at the grocery store, you need somebody. It's a lonely journey, otherwise. Yeah, yeah. But I find those people, the coffee aunties, yes. the people that you see every day. Mm-hmm are hugely important in yeah. your life. Yes. Uh, and, and I think they're a very underrated part of um, of human life. I think actually um, I, I really value the people that I see all the time because they make me feel, they give me a certain security that they're always going to be there. I mean, they're not always there because, but, yeah. you know, we, but, there's connectivity. but there's a connectivity there. Mm-hmm. You know, th- th- I have a, a, you know, a coffee auntie in um, uh, down in the CBD, and she know she just has my coffee ready for me. And we, she, she doesn't speak very much English. I sadly don't have any any Mandarin. And but she just, we, we just know, connect, we yeah. just connect. Yeah. And you know, and I bet she looks forward to seeing you too. We both have a connection. There is yeah. a connection yeah. there, and those connections are important. And they and. There are days when they will be your human connection. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes that's all you can really yeah. do. I mean, we, we all have just so much energy, right? And yes. sometimes all you can really do is get out of bed and maybe make it to get some coffee. And, I mean, or I mean, if you don't have any money, just walk out this door and take your dog for a walk. And then you see the same person who's walking their dog. That one little smile can really change your day, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And sometimes we forget to do that as well, to smile at the person with the dog or catch somebody's <laughs> eye or, 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 or say hello to somebody on the bus or whatever it is. And We're kind of ruminating about what's going on with our yeah. lives, right? right. Yeah. But, you know, it's funny because I'm, I'm not that I talk to everybody, which is a problem uh, according to my family. But, um, <laughs> but my children talk to everybody. That's and people used to say to me, you shouldn't let your children be so friendly. It's not safe for them. And I was like, really? But my, my kids learned it from me. But they talked to the wall. I mean, we all We'll talk to everybody, and I actually think it's good. And I never, I never rein them in no, because I, I think, think it's a good thing to be. Absolutely, like I agree. Yeah, mm, but they do. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Too late now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to read a very quick excerpt um, about uh, keep keep up and keep at it. In a life where few things have come easily, I've always known that I'm a good runner. This confident assertion remained throughout the large swathe of my life when I didn't actually run. It wasn't until I was well into my 30s and the company I worked for sponsored a 10K that like a dog let off a lead, springing around on box fresh joints, I became a runner. Soon I was enmeshed in the world of running clubs, races, stats, time trials, tracks, cross-country, pace, PBs, and above all, fellowship and friendship. Fast forward a couple of years ago, and the week after having been placed first in the international section of a, of a 10K race in Malaysia, okay, maybe there weren't many international female runners, but a win's <laughs> a win. Absolutely. I, I had an innocuous slip in the shower. It wasn't even dramatic, but weeks later, the pain in my right knee hadn't gone away and I was limping. Then followed bleak physio sessions that didn't work. Then knee surgery, four weeks on crutches, intensive physio that did work, and lonely gym sessions. Step by painful step, I clawed my way back 
to running from the very back. Along the way, I learned a lot about identity, frailty, discipline, trying new things and starting again. Above all, though, I learned about keeping up and keeping at it. Moving to a new country, especially as a trailing spouse, pulls the plug on your established identity and pitches you abruptly into a dislocated future. After the initial frenzy of set settling in and checking that everyone else is happy, you are suddenly charged with making sense of undirected and unscripted time. Like suddenly not running when it's been a big part of who you are, or not working in a, profesh a profession where you've dedicated years of your life, you are now wholly responsible for driving structure, purpose and happiness into your own agenda. <coughs> you operate on a new time scale. Tasks that used to take half an hour can take the whole morning. Time slithering past you, another day, another month disappearing. From this, all sorts of things can unravel. Duvets can be pulled over heads, another glass of wine drank, showers not taken until the afternoon. What's the point if I can't be what I was? Everyone at home thinks you're living high on the hog and barely fails their, their degrees of resentment. In reality, it can feel as if you are being left behind and left out, lumber, lumbering at the back of the pack like an unfortunate wildebeest being eyed up by a lioness. You can become overly involved in the minutiae of your, of your family life, fighting their battles and micromanaging agendas. In all of this, your own ident identity gets left further behind. The simple question, what did you do today, makes you want to shriek and deliver the verbal equivalent of a punch in the face. Overcoming this and establishing a new identity requires discipline and kindness, and it is something you can do and here are a few habits I found useful in my own quest. Think about time as a precious finite resource and guard it assiduously. Get into the habit of setting a structure to your day, getting up at the same time and spending at least one hour in the morning doing something creative for yourself. This can be going for a run, writing, learning a language, whatever it is, stick to it for one hour early in the day to the exclusion of any interruptions, no excuses, no deviations. Get into the habit of thinking before you automatically agree to do something about how it's going to impact on the rest of your time. Sadly, not all of us have the iron discipline and steely inner resources to furiously focus on our thing for hours on end. Agreeing to everything depletes energy and means you can't progress onto something else. You can pretend that you want to be fluent in another language and are working towards it, but if you examine how much time you are dedicating, then it becomes abundantly clear how false this assertion actually is. On the other hand, if you are stuck and find your days full of inertia, then simply do something. The simple act of getting outside and walking around can make a huge difference. If you make it a habit, if you make a habit of being in your apartment for too long, it gets harder and harder to leave. Ask for help, especially if you feel isolated and disruptive habits are taking hold. Every apparently shiny, confident expat has been in your position and most will reach out a hand to pull you up. There are also professional counsellors who know the unique challenges of expat life. Don't suffer alone. Try to keep 
a habit of curious, continuous learning and keep informed, especially with developments in tech. If you want to return to your profession, keep in touch with industry happenings. There are tremendous changing, changes taking place and the ability to learn and unlearn, connect new dots and find a creative outlet are critical skills. Finally, be kind and gentle on yourself and on others. There is great pleasure to be taken in comforting rituals. There will be days you simply have to write off to looking at cottages in Dorset or binge listening to 10 episodes of a science fiction radio drama recorded in 1954. Put these days behind you, don't dwell, and the next day fortify yourself with your bracing equivalent of morning mass and a nice cappuccino. There's also pleasure in making yourself bracingly uncomfortable. I run a tough 10k course every Saturday morning with a wonderful group of people. Returning after injury was hard because I was slow and the course had changed. Don't worry, I was cheerfully told, we will wait for you. My friends, this is what everyone will tell you, but it's a lie. Their <laughs> hearts are in the right place, but like the time I overtook a 12-year-old in the finishing straight of a charity run, sometimes people can't help themselves and momentum will propel them forward, whether you can keep up or not. At times you will get left behind, but in the end you will find your own way in your own time. Mm. You're so. such a good writer. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a lot of fun. And that's inspirational yeah. too. It really is, right? Yeah. But yeah. It's, uh, it is doing your own thing and not uh, not worrying about what everyone else is doing, but reaching out and people will give you a But hand. you also have good pointers about how to do that. So it's like everybody goes, yeah, we'll go do your own thing. And you're like, well, I'm now what? Because inertia can really, or, or just fear or in, indecision can really sidetrack you so you have some really good points there about yeah. simple steps little things to do little habits to get into to help you move ahead and into the next thing yeah and uh, and whatever your next thing is i wish everybody the the best of a uh, best of luck in whatever the new year holds for everybody mm. and um especially you two ladies oh and i think everyone actually 2020 i mean i can't believe it i know it's crazy. It is crazy, but we're so lucky to be uh, y y to be doing what we're doing, and yeah. I'm very grateful. Yeah, and a beautiful place like Singapore as well. Yeah, thank and with you. each other, and, and with, with each, each other. other. That's go. the yeah. important thing. <laughs> and thank you all so much. Uh, you can find this podcast um, on, on uh, SoundCloud or wherever you get podcasts. And if you want to find out more, uh, please have a look at uh, celebratingthestory.com.